today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. In order to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, there's a second part of the Holy Spirit. In fact, there's three parts of the Holy Spirit in His function, in the way He moves, in the way He works. Okay? To receive the power of what was upon Jesus, you must ask. You must ask. Don't have your pastor ask for you. Ask. Don't live your Christianity through me. You have a relationship with Christ. Take it up with the Father and ask. As Christians, we have the ability to access the Holy Spirit and His abilities. Pastor Eric teaches us today, though, that in order for us to truly receive all of the fruits of the Spirit, we must ask for them. Make no mistake, the Holy Spirit is always active and has already influenced you. But to receive more influence, ask Him into your life. Well, let's join Pastor Eric in the book of John chapter 12 with today's edition of Grace to the Hearers. If you guys would, open your Bibles to John chapter 12. This morning, as we continue our study through the Gospel of John, we find ourselves in our third week of chapter 12, (laughs) and we're still not going to finish it. You know, I don't feel so bad, though. There was a pastor that said that he's been in the Gospel of Matthew for two years, so uh, we're doing good. But as we study the Word of God this morning, may our hearts be open to His Word. Uh, I titled the message this morning, People Have Heard and Some People Want to See. People have heard and some want to see. Last time we met, we looked at the triumphal entry, and really it wasn't really not a triumphal entry. Uh, I say not so triumphal entry because the multitude that came and were singing, Hosanna, Hosanna, were expecting Jesus to come and set up his earthly kingdom for him to conquer the Jews from the Romans. The people were looking for a physical savior, not a spiritual savior. As we learned last week, as Jesus rode into Jerusalem, he looked out onto the city and he wept. He wept because the people were blind. They were blind. They had not seen that he was the Messiah, that he had come to set them free from their sin and to give them life. Many of the Jews did not recognize that Jesus was the Messiah. And yet that's still the fact today. There's many Jews that don't see Jesus Christ as the Messiah, the Son of the living God. They don't see him as God. But let me tell you, my friends, that they will, they will see, the the scales will be dropped from God's children of Israel, and they will see, and they will come to profess Jesus as Lord in his time. Today we are going to see certain Greeks that wanted to see Jesus. They wanted to see him physically. And these Greeks came to Jerusalem during this time uh, to celebrate Passover. And Passover, if you remember, was a celebration of how God delivered the Jews from the Egyptian bondage. Really, not just delivering the people, the children of Israel from the Egyptian bondage, but God was delivering the children of Israel from the bondage of Satan (laughs) and the principalities of darkness. And so God delivered them and, and brought them out of Egypt The Bible tells us, you guys, why I say that God delivered them from the hand of the principalities of darkness is because that's what the Bible tells us who we are facing. It's not flesh and blood that we wrestle with and fight with. It's the principalities of darkness. That's who we wrestle with. That's who the battle is against. It's not against flesh and blood. It's against the principalities of darkness. 
And today, God still delivers man from the bondages that the principalities of darkness have on people. The way out of bondage, my friends, is through Jesus Christ. Just like the Passover, the Jews had a lamb and they, they killed the lamb and they spread the lamb's blood over the doorposts. And this, by doing this obedient act that God had said to do, the spirit of death went past their doors. They had life. And through the lamb of God, through the blood of Jesus Christ, the spirit of death can pass over you this morning as well. Many of you have received this. Many of you have put the blood of Christ over the doorposts of your life. But maybe some of you have not. But the Bible says that you can. You can and you can choose it and death can pass by you through the blood of the Lamb, which is Jesus Christ. John the Baptist was recorded in the beginning of John. We saw he was recorded and he says, Indeed, the Lamb of God who takes the sin of the world. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold the Lamb of God. Speaking of Jesus Christ. He is the Lamb of God and He does take away the sins of the world. All the sins of the world. Man, I love that. I love that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And I love the word take because it indicates that Jesus is still taking away the sin of the world. It doesn't state that he took the sin of the took it away, he takes it away. He means that he is still taking sin away from this world today. Praise God. So we're going to see these Greeks that wanted to come and see Jesus. And so let's just get into the text this morning, John chapter 12, verses 20 through 26, and we are going to see Jesus giving the answer of how they can see him. Giving us the answer on how we can see him. Chapter 12, verse 20. Now there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip came and told Andrew, and Andrew, and in turn Andrew and Philip told Jesus. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Most assuredly I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Um, great passage, powerful. We see in our text right away that the Greeks, again, as we've heard, they've come up to Jerusalem to worship. To worship, uh, they came into Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. They came and they found Philip. They came to Philip. And they asked him, we wish to see Jesus. We want to see Jesus. Now, obviously, these Greeks have heard of Jesus. They've heard of him because why would they want to see him? They've heard of him. Now, the, the word of God tells us that Jesus' fame spread out into the country. 
what he was doing, people heard. And what was he doing? Well, he was healing people from their physical ailments, from sicknesses. He was releasing the demons out of people's lives, setting them, setting them free from the bondages of demon possession. Not only was he doing these physical acts that were mighty and powerful, but he was also in the synagogues and he was preaching the word of God. And so through his physical ministry and through his teaching ministry, people heard of Jesus. They heard of him, which drew them to want to see him. They wanted to see him. What the Greeks heard, we're not told. But they did hear of Jesus because why else would they want to see him? They wanted to see Jesus. Philip then comes to Andrew and says, <laughs> turns to Andrew and, and hey, these guys want to see Jesus. What do we do? Well, let's go talk to Jesus about it. It's a great step. Huh? Good thing to do. <laughs> and so then Jesus goes in and before we look at his response, I want to look at this. How are people today hearing about Jesus? How are people today hearing about Jesus? It really sparked my heart when these guys came and asking for Jesus. They wanted to see him. Well, what, what sparks that in the heart of man today? Well, I'll tell you. The same way that Jesus sparked the heart's in his day, performing miracles, teaching the word of God, being the light, having the Holy Spirit upon him, doing the Father's business. How do people hear about Jesus? It's by the Holy Spirit, God's Spirit. The same Spirit that if you recall, when Jesus was baptized, when he came out of the water, the dove came out of heaven and ascended upon him upon him. Then when he came forth, then the ministry, the physical, earthly ministry of Jesus started going forth. People were being healed. People were being delivered. People were learning about the word of God. People were coming to hear about Jesus Christ. Then, in a sense, then they were wanting to see Jesus. And in fact, some followed Jesus. Today, Jesus is still performing mighty miracles. Ed Farmer is an example of that. That was a miracle. By the grace of God, God spared Ed's life. God is still teaching his word today. Many people are turning away from God's word because we are in the latter days. And it says that they are going to go away from the word of God and they're going to heap up from themselves false teacher to please their itching ears. But let me tell you, family, that the Word of God is still being preached today. The Word of God is still bringing people to Jesus. There may be a small remnant, but God's Word is still being taught. That brings joy to my heart. It brings joy to my heart. Because it can be discouraging hearing that people enter in churches and they don't even crack open a Bible. That discourages me. But what encourages me is when you come into a church that teaches God's word and to hear what is being taught and what's being, what God's doing through that. Jesus is still performing and still teaching. The only difference is, is this, 
He's using believers to bring forth his ministry. People like you and I, imperfected people who have come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ, who have put their faith and trust into Jesus alone, not based on our works, but based on what Christ has done for us on the cross. We believe him and we are following him and we're disciples of him. God then in turn says, you know what? This is fantastic. I'm going to use this vessel because it's no longer living and it's, I'm going to live inside of it and I'm going to perform these mighty miracles and I'm going to teach my word through them. And through them, people will hear about Jesus. And you know what's going to be driving it? The Holy Spirit. My Spirit is going to be placed in them and they're going to have my power and they're going to preach the kingdom of God. Because I desire that none should perish. No, not one. Woo! <laughs> Jesus said this, Most assuredly I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will also do. And greater works that these he will, that he will, because I go to my Father. Jesus is saying, you know what? He who believes in me, the works that I've done, he's going to do, and the works that he's going to do are going to be much greater than the works that I did. Now that one's a hard one to think about, right? How in the world does that work? Uh, because God is using something imperfected who is blemished to become unblemished through the blood of Jesus Christ to use for the kingdom of God. That's why it's greater. Because he's using something imperfected, now it's become perfected through Christ, and now he's using it for his kingdom. Amazing. How will this happen? Again, through the Holy Spirit. Jesus answered this question in John 14, verses 15 through 18, which says this, if, Jesus speaking, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Jesus speaking that. He's saying, uh, speaking of when he leaves, he's not going to leave you an orphan. He's going to send the helper. The helper is the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit, who is God, and Jesus is God, and therefore Jesus says, I'm not going to leave you because I'm going to be with you. Well, how do you receive the helper? How do you receive the helper? Love Jesus and keep his commandments. As that's what the Bible said. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, and he may abide with you forever. Pretty simple, isn't it? Love God and obey his commandments. Not pretty simple, pretty straightforward. That's a better word. The Holy Spirit is the one who is communicating the name of Jesus to this world. That is the job of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is to bring glory to Jesus' name. So the one who is proclaiming Jesus is the Holy Spirit. It is not human flesh. It is not me. It is not you as a believer. It is the Holy Spirit working in and through you. The Holy Spirit gives gifts to believers, different gifts to the believers. Remember, the Holy Spirit is given to those who love Jesus and keeps his commandments and who obey the words of Jesus. Now, he gives you these gifts 
talents, in a sense, of God. Gifts from God. Man, more gifts from God? I mean, God has given you salvation through Jesus Christ. There's more? Oh, yes, wait, there's more. Stay tuned, right? If you act now, you will receive these gifts. Gifts. You don't even have to pay for them. Gifts. Right? I mean, if I'm right in my thinking, a gift is free, right? Usually. According to my dad, there's nothing free. In this world, he's probably right. Probably right. But when it comes to God, it's free. Now, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I would encourage you guys to read about them starting in 1 Corinthians 12. Paul gives a great description of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But the two that I really want to look at is this, the gift of healing and the gift of teaching, the Word of God, teaching, right? There are some believers who say that the gifts of the Holy Spirit have ceased. There is some doctrine in the church today that say the Holy Spirit, yes, He is present, but the gifts of the Spirit are not present. They have ceased with the apostles. If this was the case, then everything that I teach from is coming from my flesh. Hello? Because it is the gift of teaching. It is not by my power, my strength, because every time that I go home, I, I, I'm like, oh man, I butchered that. I'm sure I screwed up, you know. I, I fumbled over my words. It was a disaster. And Nicole, what did, what, was it terrible? And she's like, it was a, God was moving in a mighty way. And then how crazy and weird I am, I go on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, and then I watch myself because I'm like, I'm like, holy smokes, did that come out of my mouth? I mean, like, truly, it blows my mind, you know, because I am not an educated man. <laughs> Seriously, right? I'm not a scholar. I can't even say words half the time. I mean, you guys know me. I'm just an average guy. <laughs> but yet God somehow sees me fit to use me to speak through me to bring forth his word. And not only me, he does that through believers. It blows my mind. I mean, how many times have you guys said something and you're like, where did that come from? The Holy Spirit, hello? <laughs> God. If this was the case that the, the power of the Holy Spirit is ceased, then everything that is being taught today is coming from the flesh of man. And I, dis I disagree with that. Because I believe that the Spirit of God and the gifts of the Spirit are present for today. All of them. All of them. Now, how do we receive the gifts of the Holy Spirit? I know why. I know how. The same way that we do everything in America, we can buy it. We can buy it, right? Credit? Visa? MasterCard? American Express? No. You can't buy it. The Bible says it's... But the Bible tells us, no, you can't buy it. It's a gift. If you would, please turn with me over to the book of Acts, chapter 8. Verses 18, we're going to pick up there. Can we buy the Holy Spirit? Well, let's see what the Bible says. 18. Okay, it says this. Speaking of a, a man named Simon, who was a sorcerer, 
uh, says this in verse 18. And when Simon saw that the, through the laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money, saying, Give me this power also, that anyone on whom I lay my hands or lay hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes, I, I, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to get my checkbook out. I'm buying this. But Peter said to him, Your money perish with you. Because you thought that the gift of God could be purchased with money. You have neither part nor portion of, in this matter. For your heart is not right in the, spirit, in the sight of God. Repent, therefore, of this, your wickedness, and pray, God, if perhaps the thought of your heart may be forgiven you. Can you buy the Holy Spirit, church? No. You can't. It's a gift. And if you think that, if you think that you can purchase it, then repent, as the Bible says. Turn to God, and He will forgive you, because He is faithful to forgive us when we confess. 1 John 1, 9. Jesus said in Acts 1 that He would give the Holy Spirit, send the Holy Spirit. If you want the power of God through the Holy Spirit, then ask. Then ask. Jesus said this in Luke chapter 11, verse 13. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? What is Jesus saying? If you want the Holy Spirit, what do you do? Ask. Ask. Well, I thought I received the Holy Spirit when I became a Christian. Yes, you did. You did. But in order to receive the power of the Holy Spirit, there's a second part of the Holy Spirit. In fact, there's three parts of the Holy Spirit and His function in the way He moves, in the way He works. Okay? To receive the power of what was upon Jesus, you must ask. You must ask. Don't have your pastor ask for you. Ask. Don't live your Christianity through me. You have a relationship with Christ. Take it up with the Father and ask. He will give it to you. Let's look at these three aspects of the Holy Spirit this morning. Number one, before you believe in Jesus, the Holy Spirit, it wasn't your friend nudging you to come to church. It was the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit coming alongside of you, convicting you of your sin. Saying, hey, hey, I'll just use me. Or I'll use Dale. He's in the front row. Hey, Dale. See, don't sit in the front row. No, I'm just kidding. Dale, hey, come to Christ. Go to church. I'm going to use his wife, Rhonda, and through Rhonda, my vessel, the Holy Spirit is going to nudge Dale to come to church. Praise God, it worked. Look, he's here, front row. Elder Dale, by the way. <laughs> oh, goofy. The Holy Spirit comes alongside of those and convicts them of sin. We see this in John chapter 16, verse 8. It says this, And when He had, has come, He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. The Holy Spirit, number one aspect of the Holy Spirit is He comes alongside of those who don't believe to point them to believe in Jesus Christ. Pastor Eric Kluth's message today gave us a greater insight into the incredible life that Jesus led in His time here on earth. His life and death are the basis of the Christian faith. And we hope you've been encouraged in your faith by what you heard today. As we close this edition of Grace to the Hearers, 
we'd like to tell you how you can receive a free copy of today's message. Simply send an email to info at gracetothehearers.com and be sure to include today's date and where we can send you a CD. You can also call us at 520-723-7047 to speak to us in person. That number again is 520-723-7047. Be sure to visit our website as well to discover more about Grace to the Hearers, Pastor Eric, and what our goal is with this ministry. We'd also like to ask that you consider partnering with us in prayer as we continue to expand this ministry. Grace to the Hearers and other ministries like it are valuable tools that God is using to further His kingdom on earth. And we feel that God is calling us to reach more and more people with this broadcast. Would you join us in praying for this ministry and the people who are hearing Pastor Eric's messages? We are incredibly blessed to be able to share God's Word with you already. And we would be honored to have you interceding for us as well. From all of us on the broadcasting team, we want to say thank you for listening today. Join us again as we continue our deeper look at the book of John, next time on Grace to the Hearers. 